to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What are you smiling for? What is? What are you doing? Because you like I, did a, like a delay. You did a delay that was like. I just want to see what your face is doing. <laughs> I'm not used to it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy, and this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. What's up? Yes, it is. It's, it's Hacking Your Health Podcast. Another week uh, talking about gains and and getting stronger and uh, you know what we can do to improve our quality of life and everything else, right? And uh, no, I'm excited because uh, I feel like we have a lot to update on. We do. We have a lot to update on, and this podcast is going to be, I think, jam-packed of just things that will help people out, um, you know, starting their journey, which is going to be what today's podcast is really about. We wanted to do a kind of a, a podcast that that fixes the audio qualities of episode one, um, <laughs> mostly Ben specifically. But one hundred percent. This is my first <laughs> time ever recording a podcast. Give me a fucking break. Listen, listen. I, my shit was all good, but then, but then I, but I can't figure out how to do my check-ins with actual audio. So there's a... <laughs> very true. This is very true. No, but what we wanted to do in this podcast, and we'll get into each other here in a second. But you know, is really be like a single source that you can come to if you're just starting off. Like you know, I'm just starting this journey. How do I become successful? You know, if I failed multiple times, how do I make sure that this time I'm, I'm successful and I'm doing things the right way? So we got a lot to cover. Uh, in this this episode, but I think it's going to be awesome to go through the basics and starting off and what that looks like and how you do things and how you start. I to also build think as a, as a reminder because I I often find and this is mainly just going through people's check ins after certain periods of time people get slightly complacent with things that they begin to yeah. take for granted. So almost a reminder of all the things that you did you had to really be conscious of at the start just to sort of realign people. And um, yep. I think it'd be good to cover all of that. But anyway. What's up with you? Well, uh, I'm flying out to uh, to New York tomorrow, uh, so I'll be back by the time this podcast re- is released. But I uh, <clears throat> I intentionally booked my flight super early in the morning so that I can get to the hotel, check in, get my lift in. And it's funny because I was on a leadership call today with my my executive leadership team, and um, I'm like, I get in at uh, my meeting with the customers until three in New York, and so I'm like, oh, I get in at at eight thirty, and one of the guys, Dan's like, yep, he's uh, definitely getting there early so he can get his lift in. I'm like, that's exactly why I'm <laughs> flying in early, so. Um, get my lift in, uh, you know, uh, be all, all refreshed and showered, ready to go to the customer, do a customer thing, do the wine and dine thing for, for dinner and then fly back Friday, but have it all planned out, uh, ready to go and, uh, should be fun. But, uh, it's been, been a pretty solid week. I'm, I'm on, uh, what is this week three of my cut and, um, it's been going really well. Although I think I, I was at 2,900 calories or something on Sunday. So I, uh, went a little overboard. And what there, about but... Monday? Like you sent me a lot of food on Monday. Surely you over at. <laughs> On Monday too. I didn't. So Monday, what I did is uh, I just focused primarily on uh, protein shakes to get some protein intake, in the, but that's basically all I ate the whole day until I ate dinner. Uh, and then I was able to really keep those calories in check. Uh, so I was around 23, 2400 calories that day. So it was actually right in line and it was a workout day. So I got my workout in the morning and uh, I did it, did it well, just planned my day. Good. Perfect. Perfect. It's funny. You? I know how much you don't like getting up in the morning, but you specifically are getting up to do an early flight. 
so that you can get your lithium and re-arrive in Europe before you meet. That's right. That's Good. right. Yep. Good. Um, hi, Mike. Good. I was in Manchester with my brother the weekend, Good. which was absolutely Good. hilarious. Good. Good. <laughs> I went to a, <laughs> I guess I have to say, soccer match. Um, is it like I'm football, not... but is it really soccer or is it football? Well, we call it football. Right, right. But, but it's soccer. not like American football. Yeah, it's soccer. Yeah. So soccer. I was at a soccer match, yeah. Man United, um, which was absolutely hilarious. Like, sometimes I just don't, I don't know, sometimes I just don't get it. But maybe it's because I've never really been involved in sports. But anyway, it was good. My brother enjoyed it. We had a cool weekend in Manchester. We had some good food. We had a really good steak. Um, and then I came back and I gave me a check on my James and he gave me 500 calories additional 500 every day. Calories. And honestly, well, I'll say this. Yesterday, I totally fucked it because I got excited and had a donut. So I only had like 200 calories left in the dinner. <laughs> but today, today has been much different. Um, and I think the funny thing is... It's amazing the impact that calories have, number one, on your mood, but number two, on your actual training. Like, yes. I hit legs today, and night and day difference in terms of log work. Like, not only up in reps, but up in weight. Like, just having that additional fuel in your system. And I'm actually at the point now where I'm like, it's obviously once you finish recording, it's like, it's about half five now. Once I finish recording, I have to have dinner. I'm like, I've got 850 calories. I like, don't actually know what to do with them. I can't yeah. remember what it's like to have that. That is anyway, awesome. It's good. Um, finalizing things for next week um, for travel. This day next week, we'll be students beside each other, probably in the gym at this time. Yes, yes, um, excited. And I'm excited about just finalizing a couple of things and getting things sorted. But genuinely feeling good. I wore a salmon t-shirt today. Um, it is salmon. Yeah, yeah. From last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, no complaints at all. Feeling good about food. Feeling good about what the plan is. Um, we actually spoke about potentially getting James on the podcast to sort of talk about. It's funny, and I'll, I'll say this and then we can get into the topic. He sent me through my pictures from whenever I started to this week, which has been about 15 weeks. And he was like, are you okay if I post these? And I was like, I would rather wait until the end of October, which is when the goal of the actual cut will finish. And I sort of put it back to me. He's like, you need to detach yourself from that like perfection because the reason I'm doing this cut is entirely different than the reason that I've done anything before. And the sort of point that I'm trying to prove with this is, Every week or every other week, I've had some sort of travel, some sort of event, some sort of socializing, party, eating out, drinking, and I've still been able to make the progress. So that's yeah. the story for this. It's not about the perfect prep that hasn't had any sort of yeah. roadblocks or, you know, it's been just consistent from start to finish. So I give him the green light to post them as long as he told the story. Um, and then I think it'll be good for him to come on the podcast towards the end of October to sort of talk about that, what it looks like, why we set it up differently. Yeah. Talking about being a busy, being able to run a business, manage plans, all that sort of stuff. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And what, what Ben is talking about here, and I think this is going to get into kind of our discussion on the podcast, which is, you know, uh, when you're trying to make this type of, of journey where you want to focus on longevity, you want to focus on, you know, um, your health, you want to focus on being successful at what you do. You know, there's there's certain things that you have to understand are finite things, regardless of disabilities or, you know, slow metabolism or, you know, reaction to food, whatever it ends up being. A lot of us are, are very different in our journeys. You know, Ben comes from the polar opposite of me. Ben was extremely skinny and extremely small. I was extremely fat and extremely overweight. And I'm not saying either of those are, are bad. You know, if you're comfortable and happy with who you are, that's, that's, that's more power to you. You know, I wasn't happy because my health was suffering. Um, I had undergone a heart surgery. Uh, and my doctor basically told me, he's like, if you don't get your shit in order, um, you're not going to be here for your kids. 
And that's one of the things, um, you know, that, that really impacted me. I had hit rock bottom and, you know, Ben has a similar story, you know, with himself and, and kind of his lifestyle and what he did. But I think for, for me, you know, I, I had tried so many diets. Uh, I had tried so many fad things. I had tried starving myself. I had tried, you know, doing cardio keto. every single day. I had tried keto. I had tried Atkins. I had tried being a vegetarian. I had tried, I had tried every possible thing you could imagine without success. And, and let me rephrase that. I'd have initial success and then I'd gain that weight back and then 10 more pounds. And then I try something different and I'd lose that weight. And then I'd gain that weight back and, and gain 10 more pounds. And, you know, I was at a point to where, you know, I was always overweight as a kid. I was always obese as a kid. Um, always overweight, uh, very um, sedentary, which is very similar to our industry, right? Our industry in front of computers sitting down all day. There's so many data studies that show living sedentary lifestyle drastically reduces your lifespan, drastically. Um, and, and even more so, there was a study that just came out last week on uh, being active. So so there are genes. Uh, there are people that are, that are blessed with really good genes that live longer. Just genetically, there are, there are people that live statistically longer based on genes. But what they showed is that by doing, uh, by being more active, either through cardio or resistance training or whatever, you can actually outbeat those genes and live a longer life because of it. So, so being active has a much more, much larger impact on longevity than ge genetics do. And so for me, you know, I was all the way up to 315 pounds and I had heart surgery and I was always tired. I wasn't there for my kids. I was a workaholic where I was, you know, pounding beer and alcohol at night and, you know, working till three or four o'clock in the morning and waking up at eight o'clock and going and doing the whole thing over and over and over again. And, you know, I finally got to a point where I said, this is enough. I need to be here for my kids. I need to be here for my family. I need to have the energy to be able to, you know, go out and play ball with my kids and be active. And that's when I really took the plunge. And, you know, at first it was losing the weight. Um, but at the same time, being in a structured program that allowed me to really take a look at, at how my body works and understand it really has given me a framework for me to be successful. And these are small things. And, and what we're talking about here, you know, if, if, if you're extremely overweight today and you're listening to this podcast, remember it took you, how long it took you to get to that point? You know, let's just say this is the worst that you've ever been. How long did it take you to get to the worst you've ever been? Well, it's probably been years, years and years and years and years. So remember that this fad diet that says you're going to lose 40 pounds in five weeks or three weeks or two weeks or one week or two 24 hours isn't going to be a fix for 6, 10, 15, 20 years of neglect, okay? So this stuff takes time. But what, what happens is, and this is all scientific research on your brain and how it works, when you start to do, let's just say, resistance training, your body's going to fight you. Your mind is going to fight you. You know, it's going to say, F off. I'm not doing this. I hate this. This is a chore. But what starts to happen over time, and this is where we always talk about repetition, is the more you do a certain thing, the more your body gets used to it, the more your brain gets used to it, and you start to develop habits. Just like you develop these poor habits today to get you to where you are, you're breaking that cycle, you're creating small habits, and it just requires you to power through for a little bit to get to that type of thing. And that's what we're talking about, which is mindset, which is you know, um, you know, how, how do you change your, your behaviors with small things? And then talking about how do you fit that into a system around nutrition and how do you get repetitive with resistance training uh, or being more active in nature. And that's what we're going to really talk about today. Yeah, I think there's so much to talk about. And I'm like actually getting excited about making sure that we cover all the points. I know, so much. The first point that I want to talk about is the, the sedentary lifestyle. I think 
is a is a good conversation for another time. I think somebody requested it in the Discord that we do a, an episode on like transitioning to working yes. from home. And I think I can give a pretty real world view on this because obviously when I used to work in the gym floor, I was active and then I basically now have a desk job, um, which is fine. I wouldn't change it, but that transition and the things that I've had to sort of adapt to on that. So we'll talk about that on a different, at a different time. The other thing is, you know, that sort of repetition. I actually listened to, uh, Stephen Bartlett and Mo Goddard and he's talking about neuroplasticity and he's talking about putting those repetitions in and how it actually, every time you do that thing, the connection of your body, like in your brain to do that thing becomes that little bit easier on those repetitions. And it was actually Mike Owens who posted in the Discord channel um, this week, it must must be yesterday, um, about just reiterating the things that I said that number one, it takes time. And number two, it's the quote unquote unsexy weeks that really make the difference. And it's about having those like medium weeks where there's not like extreme highs and extreme lows or big massive changes in terms of everything you're doing and just rinse and repeat and just hit that repetitive consistent basis and actually whenever i was having the conversation with james yesterday um you know he sort of put it back to me that could we have gotten from our start point to this point quicker probably if i hadn't had so much going on with travel and social and whatever else but the way he put it back to me was the way that we've done it the idea is it will last because it has taken me longer to get here. So yes, like you're saying, those, those fad dads that say you're going to lose 40 pounds in 15 minutes or whatever it is. Um, you want to make sure that that is going to be something a that's sustainable, but something that actually will do you a service for a long time. So if you're going to commit to doing something, if you're going to put the time in, you're going to put the effort in, you're going to make the sacrifice, whatever it is that you need to do, you want it to be worthwhile and you want it to, you know, not just be a short term fix especially if you are coming from the being massively overweight, if it's starting to impact your health, your energy levels, your ability to work, your your ability to sort of spend time with your family, like you said, you want that change to be a lasting one. And yes, okay, while I came from sort of the other side, there's a lot of benefits from that I've gotten from training and managing nutrition in terms of, and I actually spoke to Carr about this last week about, and it's funny because every time I talk about this, I remember, I, I literally can sit, remember sitting in the Costa coffee shop in the car park at York Gate where the gym used to be. And I used to say this all the time to people about, you know, whenever you manage your training, your kitchen, everything else and everything else in life falls in line. Probably sounded like a fucking maniac at the time, but it's, it's exactly what we talk about discipline. Whenever you find the discipline with that, or whenever you find the system with that, and this is comes from Carl, he says, basically, He's found the system that works with his training, with his nutrition, that he sees progress with, and he knows that system works. He can adapt it, he can change it, he can refine it. And now what he's trying to do is get systems for everything else in his life. So systems for hand-on workload, systems for family, systems like financial systems. So once you start to find that one thing or that way that something works, that's whenever it starts to filter into everything else that you can do. And it then becomes not just oh, I go to the gym because I want to lose weight. It's like I have re-identified myself as this person who is in control of my actions, my choices, yes. my body, my mind, yes. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I that's, think that's where yeah. it can literally change your life. And, and I'd say to get to that point, it's not easy. Um, no, it, it's not. And probably people who aren't at that point will hear nuts and end podcast, finish now, fucking you guys have lost it. <laughs> it, it. It takes a lot of work and effort to get to there. But at, at the same time, like if you could just remember consistency uh, as as all of this, consistency is all we're talking about here. You're going to have days where you, jet, you you're messed up and you you you're not on that same path. 
but it's having more better days than not better days. And, you know, I think the the biggest thing that you can take away from this is that, you know, you are capable of doing this. You can be successful at doing this and you need to, to measure yourself um, by yourself, not anybody else. So don't look at anybody else's progress or where they're at or whatever. You don't know that person's life, what they've gone through, you know, were they healthier before or after? Don't compare yourself to anybody else other than yourself. And all you should be looking for is, am I making progress? Am I feeling better about myself and my health? Is my blood work showing that? You know, do I have more energy for my kids and my family to be a better husband or a better wife or a better partner? Um, you know, those are things that, that you should be looking for this. And one thing I can say is that fundamentally, the, the single biggest thing that has changed for me isn't physique. It's my view of myself from a positivity perspective, but it's also the energy I have in life for my family and for my work. That has been single-handedly the biggest change, uh, you know, for me. Being able to be there for my kids. I coach my kids' basketball teams. Uh, you know, I'm continuously active with them. I live with my kids. Uh, you know, we're always, you know, I'm, I'm outside playing with them all the time. I have more energy than I ever have, even when I was in my 20s and early 18, you know, early teens, you know, because I was always overweight. And what it changed for me was a different perspective and outlook of life where I want to live as long as I can for my family. And, you know, through what we're doing here, that's what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm focusing on longevity. I'm focusing on, you know, doing things the right way so that I can be there for my family. So that's, that's one thing that's motivated me um, because I can feel it I, and I know it's there, but it didn't start off like this. Like I lift, you know, what, five days a week. Um, and I do hit training twice a week. Okay. That, that might sound insane. Ish. <laughs> you mean ish. I just beat somebody today, by the way. I can tell that story later on, but I, uh, um, I kind of got in a, got in a not little. Not about comparing. You've just said it's not about No, but this was, this was like, a pissing that contest. Guy. That guy. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a pissing contest with somebody, but, uh, and, I, and I won. But uh, um, <laughs> competition is a good thing, uh, especially with yourself. Yes. Um, you know, but I'm the guy next to you in the room. The guy next to you that doesn't know he's competing with me, but he's really competing with me. He told me I'm a bitch. So I, I got to keep it with him. So it's, it's a Michael Jordan effect. But, uh, um, no, but, but the, the, the small things that I started off with are the foundation for what everything else is built upon. So first, you know, first and foremost, we already talked a little bit about mindset, right? Mindset of why am I doing this? And again, I want to emphasize, regardless of where you're at, you're an awesome person. You're amazing and you can be successful at this. You know, why are you doing this? Do you want to be ripped with muscles? Most people don't want to do that. Most people just want to have a, a decent physique that they can say, you know, Hey, I can go to the beach with, and I'm not embarrassed or, you know, hey, I'm, 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 it doesn't matter from a weight perspective where I'm at as long as I'm healthier and I'm not dying. You know, obesity is a major problem. It's the leading cause of death in the United States. I mean, cancer, hearts, cardiovascular, they're the reasons why we have these issues and it's due to our weight. It is not good for our bodies. So how do we get that weight off um, and continue to make progress on, on making ourselves even better? So mindset is one, commit. Okay. You're committing to a different lifestyle today. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean you're going to the gym five days a week and deadlifting 600 pounds and going and doing hit training and you're doing this and that and this, and then you're only going to eat, you know, two, two, you know, uh, two olives and, you know, uh, uh, a water. That's all you're going to have for the whole day. That's not what we're saying here. And, and, and get diets out of your head. There's no diet here. There's zero diet. It is about understanding what you can eat and what you can't eat and keeping it within the confines of a system that you can use. And so starting off with mindset is one, number one. 
right? Committing to that and having the mindset that I'm going to be focused on repetition, repetitive natures of things to start building habits. The more you do the repetitive nature, the more success you're going to have with what you do. The habits, now, the, 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 the fight that you have in your mind will start to become habits. Those habits then will be built upon and you'll start to do other things that build onto those habits and make them even more successful. One thing that always worked with me on mindset is making it my hobby. So I love researching scientific research and papers that you know are like, hey, if you do this one thing, you can get a 0.000001% increase in muscle hypertrophy. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking sold. You know, like, I, mean, you know, I, mean, like, I think, I think at this point, the majority of people know that you enjoy, uh, researching science papers. We, we are aware you've made yes, us aware over time. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love researching new things. So I'm, but I make it my hobby and I go all in. It's funny. Cause like, uh, Chris, Chris now listens. So one of my friend, uh, uh, that's been lifting with me, that I tell you about Ben, uh, don't worry, I'm not cheating on you, Ben. We're, we're still, we're still best friends forever. Chris is also a good friend. Do you so have Chris, a cardboard cutout of Chris, or do you just? I don't have a cardboard cutout, Chris. I'm gonna have to get one now. And Chris listens to the podcast. He actually listened to the one. He's like, just listen. To I learned a, new, a bunch of new things on uh, on time over tension and tempo. So he learned a lot from that. He's like, man, that workout sucked today. So he's he's learning from this <laughs> podcast. Um, but you know, it's like it's Chris is funny because he comes over. He's like, dude, when you go in, like you you're in. He's like, I respect that about you. He's like, you're you're hardcore into what you do. I'm like, yep, that's me. You know, that's that's what I do. So immersing myself immersing myself into this has been one thing, but. You know, starting those small habits and having that mindset of repetition is for me number one because that builds the rest of success. You know what to do from there. It's just repetition, right? And we'll start talking about like framework around calories and total daily energy expenditure. And we'll talk about resistance training, what that is, and small habits you can do on walking and nutrition around that. Um, but at the end of the day, just you know, I always, I always made this comment. I'll pass it over you a second, because I've been talking for a long time. Sorry. Um, but the, I get so passionate about this one specific, okay, I'm excited excited. About this one. I like this one. <laughs> so the, the thing that, the thing that, that I tell myself every day is that I do not have a choice to work out. I have to work out just like I brush my teeth, just like I put you around, just like I take a shower. I have to go and work out this morning. I did not feel like going to hit training. Did not feel like it. And I was like, fuck, I could just like totally sleep in and I don't have a call till nine 30. That means I can like wake up at like nine 15 and do my hair really quick and be on this call and I can just sleep in and I'm like, yeah, well that that's fine. But I, unfortunately I don't have a choice. I have to go and, and do this workout. So I got up and I did my workout and I blew a record out, uh, you know, there, and I was one of the hardest days I've actually pushed myself than, than any other day. I was, I did 3.5 miles in 20 minutes. Uh, and I did uh 20 minute or 20 second, 20.2 second, 150 meter row, uh, which I almost died and I was on the floor basically vomiting, but, uh, it was worth it. And everybody's like, why am I doing this again? Uh, again, you don't have to do this, but, but I'm just saying the, the mindset aspects of things and making sure that you have to do it again, it becomes a habit. It starts to become easier and you just got to push through like a month or two months max. And it becomes a habit for you. It's like something you just don't even think about. You just go and do. The funny story about the rolling machine there in the <laughs> hotel in Manchester, the, in my gym that I train at home, they don't have a rolling machine. And it was one in the hotel in Manchester. I was like, right. Dave said that he got 100, I couldn't remember the time, it was like 150 minutes. I was like, I'm going to try it because I don't want to be like there next week and we do it. I'm like way off. So I get in the, I get in the room machine. I don't Honestly, think I've heard this I story before. I, I didn't tell you. It was only the oh, shit. <laughs> at the, I don't know whether it was the rowing machine specifically. It wasn't the one that I'm used to using is like a Concept Two one, but this had a different screen. I actually couldn't work it. I couldn't get I couldn't get it to number one, say 150 meters to do the countdown, and I wanted to be able to do it and take a photo. And then every time I went to row, the screen kept flicking, so it was it wasn't like the 
it was like a, a like a full color proper definition screen, so it wasn't just yeah. like the old school one where it's back right. So anyway, that's my story with the room machine. <laughs> what we need to what we need to touch on is yes, okay, we talk about mindset and getting into the right mindset, and that sounds great, but how? Like, like, what does that actually look like? If we're talking about this is where you start and this is what you do, people who aren't in that frame of mind are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. yes, that sounds great and fantastic, but how the fuck did I get there? Yep. And I think that there's so many different um, ways to do things, and I'm not saying that, that one's better than the other. I'm not saying that one will solve all the problems or one that will last forever, but I just want to give a couple of tips from both of us on, on what that actually means and how we do it. The first thing that I will say is, one of the biggest roadblocks that I see with clients is they don't actually believe that it's going to work. So that mindset that they have going into whatever it is, they failed potentially 10, 15, 20 times, however many times at other diets, training programs, beach body, whatever it is. They failed so many times at this, that this is just another time that they're going to fail. So they don't, as you say, go all in on it. They're almost expecting to fail before they started. So that needs to change. How you think yeah. about that changes. And the way that I would do that is, as we've spoken about before, is start off small to get yourself into a rhythm or get yourself into a mindset of actually believing that you can accomplish these things. And that, that to me, is what mindset is. And that, to me, is what one of the greatest things that training and nutrition give me is that belief in myself that I can do things that I never thought I was able to do. And that's literally what it comes down to whenever you're talking about, you know, 500 pound deadlift, 600 pound deadlift, or whatever, like there probably is a stage and a version of you that never ever thought you'd be able to do those things. So no. now no. you're at the stage where you're doing things that you've never done before, which unlocks ever. that feeling or that belief in yourself in every other aspect of your life. Yeah. But how do we actually get that? And for me, as I sort of touched about on whenever we, whenever I sort of started this cut, like those small things of me telling myself yes to things and no to things and actually sticking to them. So whether it was not lifting my phone, or whether it was not going into the snack cupboard or whether it was getting up and doing 10 minutes cardio on the bike and almost rewire myself to think, right, I'll get on, I'll do five minutes because you can do five minutes. It's fine. Get in the five minutes and go, I'll push myself to 10 minutes. And all those small things built up over time sort of reinforce this new belief that you have in yourself. Yeah. And it may sound small and it is, but that's what you want. You don't want this drastic, as you said, okay, right from Monday, I'm going to go to the gym 14 times a week. I'm going to do Zumba every other day. I'm going to do polar side. I'm going to start learning how to do a handstand. I'm All doing keto. Lettuce. Yes. I'm going to eat lettuce and do keto at the same time. That's too much of a change. You just need to start small and do, okay, right, for this week or this two weeks, I'm going to get up earlier and go for a walk. Like it, it, it needs to be as simple as that. Yep. And then on the days that you don't recognize, okay, right, I don't want to do it, but I get up and do it because I said, it's like the the contract's already signed, the Kobe brand. Um, you need to get that on your buzzer button, or I need to get it on a buzzer button over here. Um, Good. <laughs> yes, similar. Um, so yeah, like the, the the contract's already written to yourself, and then you you rewrite the narrative and the belief that you have in yourself that you are actually somebody who follows through on things. And again, it starts with doing five minutes of cardio, or going for a twenty minute walk first thing in the morning, or getting up ten minutes earlier, or whatever it is. It starts with that, and then that's where it grows from there. Other things around the mindset is your environment. So if you're surrounded by people, whether it's physically or like virtually, um, who have a negative mindset or, or just always in bring that sort down. of like, yeah, yeah bring, bring you down, whatever. Um, 
that will rub off on you. So find a new space. If you can't find a new space physically, then the people around you, you need to allow them to understand the journey that you're on. And actually, this was a question that was put in a, in a uh, check-in earlier. Like, how do you or how have clients in the past dealt with their partners coming on board with the journey? And it just comes down to a conversation. And again, I sort of put it back to the, they potentially look at you and go, this is the fucking 15th time that you've tried to do this. Like, I'm not all in until you're all in kind of thing. But obviously, over time and having conversations and sort of explaining what it is that you're trying to do um, you know, will help that dynamic or that relationship. Um, so having conversations like that. The other thing is actually being aware of what it is that you're doing. So I think a lot of people just sort of go on autopilot with a lot of things. Like they yeah. get up at the same time, they eat the same thing for breakfast, they travel, they don't really pay attention to what's going on. I think that while it is on an extreme level with our check-in sheet and the amount of data, having that really allows you to make adjustments and, and sort of number one, know how you're feeling. Number two, knowing how you're making progress. Number three, actually being able to see where you struggle and is there any patterns or is there anything you can pick out that will sort of allow you to take those things out and sort of, you know, is it every other weekend something happens that you're at a social event and you end up going off the rails on find yourself at the bottom of a bag of Doritos or whatever it is. Like being able to sort of navigate those things because you have information and have data definitely, definitely helps. Um, other things that people will say are very furry and woo-woo and whatever else, obviously breath work that we do with Sean, stuff like that. Actually spend time to check in with yourself, whether it's five minutes to just sit down in the dark room and you get up first thing in the morning, see what's going on, or if, if it's your time on your walk, journaling, obviously writing down how you're feeling. Gratitude log, uh, affirmations is a big one. I was listening to something about that today as well. They talked about affirmations, about how they sit down and they go through the affirmations every day. Not something that I've used, but I understand Whenever you start to sort of speak it and rewire yourself, um, it definitely helps with the mindset side of things. So a lot of things that you can do to sort of start off, again, don't do them all. Don't start doing affirmations, getting up early, having a cold shower, doing breath work all tomorrow. Like start off with, with one at a time. Yeah. So two of the things that, that I would recommend starting off with, at least just getting things consistent. Uh, one is starting to track food. And the second is getting some steps in. Um, you know, move your body around. Uh, and so st uh, the nutrition piece is fundamentally probably the most important aspect to get right. Um, because if you don't do nutrition, uh, even if you're lifting every day and you're doing all this work, if you're, if you're still eating too many calories, then, then your body um, burns, you're still going to gain weight. You're still going to be unhappy. You're not going to be where you need to be from a progress perspective. And so what I'd recommend is, you know, I, in, this isn't for everybody long-term for me. I'm what I just hit my two-year mark uh, on it, but logging all of your calories that you eat uh, throughout the day. And at first it will be kind of an annoyance because you have to figure out the app. You have to scan the QR codes or barcodes. You have to add your portion size. You have to get used to that type of stuff. Right. But like the, 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 the contract that I made with myself is before I eat something, I'm going to spend 10 to 40 seconds to log it as a promise to myself to maintain consistency and know where I'm at. If, I, if I'm going to go over my calories, I'm going to go over my calories, and, and I, but I'm going to log it. And I'm sure as hell going to know why I went over my calories, right? Um, if I go under my calories, well, what did I eat that I needed to from a protein perspective and hitting my protein goals? You start to be able to refine what you eat because you know what you're eating. So the, the base of this is uh, at the end of the day, and there are some nuances to this, but at the end of the day, it's calories in versus calories out. You take in calories, you eat calories, your body burns those calories. 
If you're eating too many calories, then you gain weight. If you're eating too few calories, then your body will burn fat as a fuel, fuel uh, source and you will start to lose weight. Um, and so when you look at what you're trying to accomplish, if your goal is to lose weight, I'd recommend trying to stay around the one to two pounds uh, of, of fat loss per week. And the way that you do that is through ca- counting your calories. First, you want to understand what your what's called the total daily energy expenditure or TDE is. If you go to our website, wehack.health, and you go to the resources section there, we have a TDE calculator there. And you can enter in your current activity levels, your age, uh, gender, uh, and it will calculate an average around what your TDE is, okay? And then it'll also tell you, you know, what type of calories you should be consuming if you want to lose weight or stay, you know, gain weight, what we call more of a bulking or cutting phase. Um, And most folks are going to be in the overweight categorization, which means that you need to eat fewer calories than you consume. Now, note that the more exercise you do, so if it's cardio, and you always hear you have to do cardio. That's not true, but it's great for cardiovascular health. Cardio does burn more calories, but if you're eating more calories than you consume, then cardio does absolutely nothing for you other than hopefully working your heart out a little bit and maybe giving you a little bit longer life on that front. So, you know, if you... Give me something else to complain about. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cardio sucks. Uh, um, I enjoy cardio, actually, but uh, it's, it's fun for me. But I don't hate it anymore. Yeah, it, it, it takes some time to build that in there. But here's the thing. So if you, let's just say your total daily energy expenditure is 2,500 calories. I, you know, you don't want to drop down to 1,500 calories a day. You still want to have energy throughout the day to allow you to maintain activity, brain function, everything else, and to feel good about yourself. So typically you know, start off with maybe like 300 less calories than your total daily injury expenditure. If you're 2,500, try it like 2,200 and see how that works out for you. See how you feel. Um, you know, see if you're losing the one to two pounds. If you're not, you know, maybe drop another hundred calories per week until you get to that desired state and you just mix and match that. Now note that when you have some initial success, let's just say, you know, you, you, you log all your calories and I use my fitness pal, um, as the main app for that. So I use my fitness pal, the premium version of it, which I think is like, 50 bucks a year. Um, and it allows me to put in my pissed off with my, everybody is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it made some premium features, uh, to pay, but what you can do in there is you can say, listen, my daily allowance is 2,500 calories. Um, and it'll basically, uh, tell you when you add it in, how many, how many calories you have left. And then you can click on it and it'll show you your macro breakdowns, which we'll get into macros here in just a second. But understanding your calories in versus calories out is so critical for the success because that's going to ultimately get you your desired results of what you need to tweak both short, mid and long term range. Um, so once you go down a few hundred calories, you know, you start to see the desired results. Note that when you start to shave the weight off, let's just say you're 300 pounds now and you, you lose 50 pounds, your total daily energy expenditure will change uh, because you're carrying 50 less pounds a day that you're lugging around. So you'll have to drop those calories even more to get the next calories off, right? So it's a, it's a continual change, but small increments to get those desired results. And it all comes down to understanding what you're eating. Would you, would you add anything to that from a TDE perspective or what you're, what you're talking about from a calorie? I, I haven't gotten to macros. That'd be going to break into next. The, th- the only thing that I want to say on this is obviously the, the quality of your food matters as well. And not even to yes. look at it on a macro perspective, because if we're talking about beginners and talking about basics, all you really need is calories and protein. But there's no point being in a calorie deficit and eating fucking pizza rolls and double decker Debbie, whatever the fucking oatmeal bars or whatever they are. Maybe my, may my heart fluctuates to, to 90 million miles an hour when I ate it and feel like shit. But yeah, yeah don't, don't eat those. <laughs> Even if you yeah. have the calories. So, 
<laughs> there, there's no point in that. But what I would say is if you have quote unquote favorite foods, don't get rid of them right away or don't get rid of them at all, but definitely, definitely don't get rid of them right away. And this is something that I see often is people who move into, you know, oh, I want to be good, which I think is a ridiculous thing to say, but I get it. Um, or people who want to start tracking the calories, they immediately take all the things out that they really enjoy that are potentially nutrient void or junk food, or they think are bad for them. And that's often where I see people go wrong because, you know, there's something that is your favorite thing that makes you happy, whether it's a donut, whether it's, you know, Doritos, whatever it is, and they take it out right away. And for me, my recommendation that is if you can control it and not totally go off the rails with it, keep it in. So if you break it down to the, you know, we've heard of so many times over 80% whole foods, 20% party time. I don't know if that's the exact thing. But party time works for me. 80% whole foods of, you know, your total calories, whole foods, the something that's single source, growing in the ground, being alive, things like that. And then 20%, you have the freedom. What are we listening to? Sorry, sorry my bad. My bad. <laughs> 20%, you have the freedom to eat donuts and whatever. And that 20% can actually be quite a lot. So even if you talk about donuts, you could, if you're eating 2,300, did you say 2,300? 2,300 calories. 2,300 calories, yeah. That's 460 calories is your 20%. Like you can absolutely get a very decent donut for 460 calories. And I mean, if I could tell you 10 years ago that I can guarantee that I can get you to lose weight and you can eat a donut every single day, you'd be like, fuck off, you're full of shit. But if I show you how to do it and how to manage your food and have an understanding of, okay, eat this amount of good food, not that maybe donuts not your thing, but you get it out, you get the idea. Um, 80% whole foods and then you have that 20% freedom. Like that sort of will keep you on track and sort of keep you sane. And the thing that I sort of see happen then is people are willing to stay on it because they know they're getting this thing. Now, it doesn't need to be on a daily basis. It maybe is on a weekly basis. You sort of zoom out on your 20% and go right, okay, like I have this thousand calories because I like to eat a pizza on a Friday night. Shout out to Heath who has continuously had pizza ever since he's been a client. I think we're coming up to a year this week. Um, if that's your thing, keep it in. And then the other thing that sort of happens is as you go through it, you're like, hmm, okay, so I'm having this and making this progress. I could maybe swap this for something else. So it maybe isn't the 400 calorie donut, it's a 200 calorie donut or other ways to get it. And then you sort of want more from everything it is you're doing. So yes, while we look at calories, it's not just as easy as, okay, right, I'm just gonna eat less cheeseburgers. Like you need to make sure that you're getting good quality foods. Yeah. And uh, sorry for the, the noise playing in the background. A friend sent me a link for a site that I don't normally go to. And so it started playing in the background. So I apologize for that. That's but right. um, good thing it wasn't anything crazy. Um, mm. But, um, you know, the, the the whole foods conversation, I think, is an important one because, you know, you look at calorie dense foods. You know, we have uh, ultra processed and engineered, very high calorie, low density type of food. So you can that, that ultra decker oatmeal cream pie that Ben talked about. Was like what is it actually nine. called? It's the little Debbie, little uh, Debbie, little Debbie oatmeal double decker oatmeal pie. double decker cream yes. pie. Right? Can you bring one when you pick me up? From the yes, absolutely. Okay. I'll, have, I'll have a whole bunch of them for you. You can eat like six of them. <laughs> um, but each one of them is, is like six hundred calories. But the amount of food quantity is actually really low. To get that amount in something like a whole food, you'd be stuffed at six hundred calories, right? And 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 stuffed for much longer. So what we're seeing here is that you know. When you start to eat things that have single source or you know double source types of ingredients, you know, like chicken, steak, you know, broccoli, whatever, you know, it, it, th that's technically the clean way of eating. But at the same time, you're eating single source ingredients that keep you fuller for longer and allow you to be able to enjoy the food as you start to go through. 
So it's not that, you know, you can't eat the things that you enjoy eating, just do it in moderation and kind of keep it, you know, consistent with what you're trying to accomplish with those calorie counts and live and die by that calorie count thing, you know, like um, make that part of your day-to-day operations. Know that you might feel during certain times if you go and have you know too many beers and that's fine. That's one day, but the rest of the week was solid. So you're, you're, you're overall in a win. So it's that, that constant battle of trying to stay within, you know, some sort of caloric restriction, which there's been multiple studies in both human beings and mice around caloric restriction having a direct impact on long, longevity of life. Um, and again, you're you're doing this to live longer. You're doing this to be healthier, and you're doing it to, to hopefully shed the weight off to, to allow you to not have cancer and cardiovascular issues that we see associated with that. So, you know, it's 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 those short term things that allow you to put yourself into a framework that gets you to that that goal. And and honestly, if you did no resistance training and you did no steps and you still were sedentary and, you know, not moving and things like that, just by eating less calories, you will lose weight because you're, you're burning more calories than your body consumes on a daily basis. Just by you being alive and being there and walking and talking and doing those things and, and using your brain computation requires calories of your body to use. So you can lose all that weight technically without doing anything at all um, just by getting the nutrition aspects locked down. Yeah, and I think another point to note um, that will probably lead us into the next point in the conversation around lifestyle is you don't want to just shut yourself off entirely from the world because it's easy not to go to social events and miss this. And I actually think, and I'll shout out Louise in this because she put this to me, she was like, it was much easier to lose weight when COVID was a thing because nobody could fucking go anywhere or do anything because there was yeah. no parties, there was no social events, you couldn't go to the bar, you couldn't go out for dinner. So like, you were in control all the time. But the point on this is learn what you need, but learn how to manage it on a weekly basis. So even like me going away last weekend, I obviously knew I was going to overconsume on Friday and Saturday because, you know, go to the match and drink beers and go out for a burger and whatever. So I pulled back Monday to Friday and then that allowed me to enjoy the weekend and then come back without really jeopardizing progress. Yes, okay, I was slightly heavier whenever I got back, but then I got back down to where I was previously. And it's just about being able to bank your calories. General rule of thumb for this is, and not gospel, but the way I would always recommend it is up to 20% of your calories up to three days before the event. So again, if you're eating 2,300, that's 460 calories for three days, which is 1,380 on top of your 2,300, which is like 36, 3,700 calories for whatever the social event is, which should be enough unless you're really going to take the piss. So being able to do that and not totally shut yourself off from the world, I think is an important one because people think when they go on these journeys, they can't eat donuts and they can't ever see anybody again because everybody tries to feed them pizza and beer. So what you need to do with that is make sure everybody that you hang around with or your support network know and sort of you don't want to get them to the point where they don't invite you out or he always says no to this or she always says no to that and whatever. Just make them aware that you are on a journey and if you say no to something, you mean no. So it might be a case of, you know, you and I are on a fat loss phase, we go out and I banked calories and you haven't. So someone offers me a pizza and I'm like, fuck yeah, I've got the calories for it. And you're like, actually, no, I don't want any. I'm just going to go and have something else over here. But make sure that the people you're around support that and they don't go try and push you like, go on, go on, go on. Because that temptation is what leads you down the fucking rabbit hole. And you can have it and you can do it. Just make sure that the people around, number one, make sure that you navigate it and account for it. But number two, make sure the people that you hang around with your support network are on board with it too. Yep. So that that's the the aspect of calories, right? And we didn't get into the ins and outs. We have a whole podcast episode dedicated to uh, macros, and we're not going to dive down into all that in this podcast specifically. But just know that there's three things that you, you you track from a calorie perspective, and that's 
your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. Um, and regardless of how you hit those, hitting your protein goals is number one because that's going to maintain your, your your muscle structure. So as you start to lose weight, you're not going to lose your muscle. So that's one piece there. Uh, and then however your body reacts, and this is through through trial and error, um, you know, whether it's it's higher fat diets, less carbohydrates, or more carbohydrates, less fat. You know, Ben and I typically focus predominantly more on carbohydrates for energy and then protein to ensure that. And we do more on the low fat side. Again, everybody's different. Um, you can also incorporate uh, concepts around intermittent fasting, which can help you with what are called feeding windows. And if you're interested in that, it's kind of a rule of thumb basically saying, listen, from eight o'clock at night until 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to eat anything at all. And then from 10 o'clock till eight o'clock, I can eat you know, a certain amount, which allow me to stay within the confines and hit my goals of calories throughout that day. Um, a lot of, that works a lot for some folks. I, I personally use intermittent fasting when I'm in a cutting phase. Um, it's easier for me to um, stay consistent with the amount of calories that I take. So I typically don't even eat until 11 o'clock um, during the day. And I usually stop eating around eight. You know, your feeding windows can be whatever you decide that works within your schedule. But, you know, having some sort of time where you don't eat and letting your digestive tract uh, doing some really good health benefits of intermittent fasting, it has no difference on weight loss than just caloric restriction, but it does have a way for you to kind of work into a system. Might be something to consider with that. So we've talked about the nutrition aspects of things. One of the last things I think we need to discuss as part of this journey is creating those small habits. And those small habits can start off with things like steps. Um, steps uh, just by walking are, are calories that you're burning. It's not high impact. Uh, it's low on your body, and especially if you're out of shape. Uh, it's a great way of starting to get back into that. Um, I'd recommend anywhere between 10 to 15,000 steps a day if you can. Uh, 10,000 steps kind of being the bare minimum. Um, I know that it's there was a hard rule like you know, years ago. You have to get at least 10,000 steps in. I think the like, science actually showed it's like like 9,600 or something like that. So you know, but the thing for me and and this I. I'm very cautious of this 10,000 number because fuck knows where it actually came from. Right. But the thing about it is you need to recognize that probably a lot of people listening and definitely a lot of people who come on board with me at the start, I've actually stopped setting a step count goal straight off the bat because if you're doing 2,000 steps a day and all of a sudden I'm like, right, you have to do 10,000, where the fuck do you find the time to do that? It's a big change. So the same way that I do with calories at the start, I don't set them. I see what you do for a two-week period and give you an average. I do for steps. So if you come in and your average steps are 5,800 across a two-week period, then I'll go, right, we'll do 6,500 and gradually build it up to 10,000, 12,000, 15,000. And it obviously depends on what your job is, what your lifestyle looks like, and what you do outside of that. Um, I think the, the sort of broader umbrella to this conversation is lifestyle, and we should touch on that because that will include finding time to do the steps, finding yeah. time to do this, because one of the biggest rule blockers for people is a bullshit excuse that they don't have time. And I think if you're sort of going into this journey and you actually are genuinely wanting to make change, it's worthwhile sitting down and looking at your week and looking at what takes up time that you could change and what are like non-negotiables or what things that can change. Obviously work can change or if you have to, you know, look after kids or bring kids or whatever it is, but you can look at your week and start to think, right, okay, if I change this, I have more time to do this. And it doesn't need to be hours and hours and hours. It's like, where can I find an additional 20 minutes? Or where can I find time to go and do this? Can I fit it in on my lunch? Can I fit it in after work? Can I get up slightly earlier and do it? And look at, and just start to block it off. And literally like, 
we've both said before, like live and die. I live and die by my calendar. If it's not my calendar, it's not happening. But if it's in, you're sure as hell. Unless there's like a natural disaster or my calendar gets deleted and we're fucked. It's happening. So like even with my walks, I schedule them. I literally like wake up at this time, morning routine, half an hour down here, read a book, write something down, 20 minute walk, go out and do a 20 minute walk, come back, have a coffee, start work. Then I think it's 11 a.m., another 20 minute walk, and then 4 p.m., another 20 minute walk. That's whenever I get my steps in because it's in my diary. Nobody can book over it. I go and I get it done. Now, obviously, I have the luxury and you have the luxury of being more in control of our diaries than other people, but it doesn't mean that you can't look at the time around it and work what time you have, whether it is get a standing desk while you're at work or whether it is go out for a walk up on time instead of watching YouTube while you're sitting eating your cheeseburger, um, or whether it's, you know, looking at time in the evening that you would maybe usually spend watching Netflix and having a drink, you could go out and have a walk or read a book or whatever. So having a look at your weeks and what they look like and blocking off the time dedicated to you. Cause I think that that's often the thing that's overlooked because people are like, well, I have to work and I have to look after this person and I'm a parent and blah, 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 blah. All of those things can be managed, but I definitely think finding that time for yourself, however much time it is, is, is priority. Yeah. To hit really quick on the steps and then I'll migrate right over to this. Each time you do 10,000 steps. Do you read a study? Well, I just want to say like every time you do 10,000 steps a day, that's 500 calories you're burning. And so yes. you take that over seven days, that's 3,500, approximately, that's 3,500 calories extra that you're burning a week. Okay. So you're creating more of a deficit of calories, right? Which uh, in the ideal world, in a lab, is the equivalent to what it takes to burn a pound of body fat. And I would yes. say that that's probably where the number came from. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, uh, those habits allow you to start to create a way for you to lose that weight faster. Right. So 3,500 calories directly equals one pound of fat. So if you put yourself in a 3,500 calorie deficit, which means that we're, you know, eating 3,500 calories less a week, or by adding on eating the same amount you do, but adding on walking, which is 3,500 calories, you should expect to lose a pound a week. But if you can do even more of a deficit, so let's just say you do 6,000 calories or 7,000 calories, which is a lot, um, you can expect to lose a couple of pounds. Now, if you're really overweight, you know, you can, um, you know, you'll start to lose four to five pounds initially very quickly as you start to go through this because your body is having to lug away so much stuff. But like Ben said, you know, um, you know, the, the lifestyle and making time for yourself is extremely important. You have to make time for yourself. And some people get under the, the guys that, you know, if I'm, if I'm making time for myself, that's selfish of me because I'm taking time away from my family. No, you're, you're, you're putting the time in for yourself to be there for your family. And that's a great discussion to have with them. It's like, listen, I'm not healthy right now. Um, I want to get there. I want to try something different. I'm going to need some time for myself to go and do this. And whether that's an hour a day that you can dedicate or whatever, then that starts to create those healthy habits because you're carving out time for yourself to go and do this. Um, I've found what works in my schedule. You know, there's days where I have to wake up super early and get my lift in, but I, I still do it. There are days where I can do it during the mid afternoon because, you know, I don't have anything blocked off during lunchtime. You know, so I, 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 I navigate my schedule, but I always have to get my lift in. I always have to get my steps in. I always have to hit my calorie goals. It's just something that I have to do. So, you know, you putting into that, that type of habit and ritual and dedicating time for yourself will ultimately make this a successful thing for you. Yeah, I think the, the thing about the the time thing, and we've touched on this before, like you have a lot more time 
than you think you do. Yeah. And once you start to do things for yourself and you start to feel the benefits, number one, you have more energy and you're more efficient in doing all the other shit that fills your day. So you then have almost buy back more time. But number two, because you have this feel good factor of spending an hour, two hours across the week of training, managing your steps, whatever it is, you're like, well, if I'm doing this and only doing this amount, if I do slightly more, how much more benefit will I get from it or how much better will I feel? And you start to get into that, like, actually, you know, what? I don't want to do that because it doesn't make me feel good or you'll change things around or you can manage things slightly differently. And that's ultimately where you are at the minute because we started with three sessions a week and now I can't get you to fucking sit down. <laughs> but it's because you can find it and carve out the time yeah. because you you feel the benefits feel it. of it. And it's obviously something that's sort of being built up over time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that lifestyle piece is a hard one. I think that the one thing that you need to recognize, and I've quoted this, uh, this was actually whenever I started in Jimco in, well, two, 2016, they were like, they needed, you know, the profile on the board, name, number, credentials, qualifications, whatever, and a quote. It's like a fucking quote. Like, you know, whenever you have to try and write about yourself, you're like, I have no idea. The quote that I put on the board was nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're in a position now where you're not happy with yourself, no one else is going to change that for yeah. you. And that's not going to change if you don't change anything. And it doesn't need to be that you come in and flip the tail and everything is different. Just start with one small change, but it's not going to happen unless you do it. And one of the podcasts I was listening to today, the girl was talking about the feeling of feeling stuck. So humans are built for growth and moving forward and if you feel stuck where you are that's a signal that your body's giving you that you need to do something to change or you know whatever it is like to to move forward to whether it is put on weight or lose weight or the new job or blah blah, blah whatever but that feeling of feeling stuck is a signal to your body that you need to change and something needs to change and it ultimately comes down to you and the choices that you make you know i think uh all of those are are what's going to lead you to success and here's the thing when I, when I look at when I first started off, I had no idea the knowledge I know now, right? And it's been a continual progression of making changes and figuring out what works for me and what works for my success, but always have the mindset of improving. You know, not everybody's goal is to be a bodybuilder. Not everybody's goal is to be a powerlifter. Not everybody's goal is to be able to run, you know, a 10K or a marathon. You know, find out what your goals are and start small. And I would stay away from goals that are specifically driven to weight. You know, if you're 300 pounds, you know, by you saying, oh, well, if I get to 250, I'll be fine. Don't, don't look at it from a weight perspective. We focus too much on weight. And again, everybody is different. So just to give you perspective, when I started with Ben, I was 210 pounds and I'm at 240 pounds right now. And the physique is very different. Uh, from 210 pounds to 240 pounds. It's very different. Your statement, if I really <laughs> I am much stronger. Uh, I love taking my shirt off. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the podcast last week, I didn't have a shirt on. Just kidding. I was wearing a, a salmon shirt, but uh, got made it's fun salmon. of that. It's salmon. Um, you know, but, but, but it's much different than what it was before because of my goals, of what my, my goals were, were to be much bigger. So don't rely on the weight, rely off of how you feel and use other metrics uh, to, to help. Uh, for, for me, uh, with, with the check-ins with Ben, you know, Ben is my personal trainer and uh, I take, uh, what are you clicking on? You're like clicking like mad. So I just got, I just got really excited there because I think you were talking about time and whenever you first started, I think it's like, it's almost to this date of the day that we started. So sorry if I make, I'll, I'll awesome. myself. <laughs> so, 
so here's like, I say, click, 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 um, so the, the, the thing that, that I like about, uh, what Ben does with photos and measurements is that every week I will take a picture of myself, both like front and back. And, um, you know, and, and over time, sometimes even see, wearing a wig, sometimes even wear a Thor, Thor wig. Uh, we get into some role-playing cosplay when, uh, when I take out my check-in <laughs> photos with Ben, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But it's allowed me to say, okay, you know, I feel like shit. I'm not making any progress. I'm like, oh, if I go back, you know, three months, I can see the, the definition here or things starting to, you know, slim up here or, you know, better things happening in these these locations. Or, you know, if I'm in a balking phase, hey, I'm starting to see too much, you know, fat in my stomach. Let's, you know, let's cut that down a little bit and, and, and go harder. So, you know, it, it allows you to kind of course correct and make changes based off of your progress. And measurements are the same way. You know, you measure your waist, you measure your hips, you measure your quads, you measure your calves, you measure your biceps, you measure your chest. Uh, and you can start to see, you know, if your if your chest is going up and your biceps are going up and your waist is getting smaller, hey, you're putting on some muscle, and that's a good thing. And in muscle, and uh, your your scale is going to lie to you because muscle weighs more than fat from a density perspective of of where you know like fat is like blah, and then muscle is like that, you know, nice and tight and compact. So those dance, things are different. Dance. Muscle dance, is that's dance. what I was looking for. Yeah, thank you. So I mean, it's those things that those those things that necessarily don't focus on the scale. Focus on how you're feeling, the accomplishments that you make, and be happy in those accomplishments with yourself, because those wins are going to be what continues to, to motivate you to continue forward. Yeah, and just uh, like uh, me uh, entertaining myself here, finding your first check-in sheet. Number one, not today. So today's the seventh. Your first ever day on check-in sheet was the tenth of September. So ah, you can celebrate three days away. Two year yeah, to your anniversary next year. I'm going to send even, you some flowers, <laughs> even if. We look at your first check-in sheet. So from the very first day, you weighed yourself, you were 210 pounds. In the end of the week, you were 215 pounds. Now, I'm sure at that point, you were like, this guy, this yeah. is a wrong This guy has no it's idea like, what the fuck he's doing. Five, five this week. What the fuck? Well, it's fine um, with that, though, is you're like, listen, stop panicking. You're eating a protein-centric diet. Your digestive tract is not used to it. You're going to gain some I weight at first. you did actually comment on that as well. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the thing about it is, and I know that you do not, like, People, nobody ever likes their before photo. Nobody wants to take that photo. And that's the reason that you start. Like that's, you know, people come in like, oh, I don't really want to take that before photo. I'm like, that's the reason you're fucking speaking to me because of that. You don't want to look at that. Like you don't want to, to look at yourself because of how you feel about yourself. But it's not about how you look and how you feel in that photo. It's about having that as a reference down the way because it will get hard. It will get frustrating. You will feel like you're not making any progress. You will be like, I'm doing all these things. Like I'm tracking my food. I'm drinking my water. I'm doing my steps. I'm doing what Ben and Dave told me. Taking my supplements. I'm you know, collecting all the data, blah, blah, blah. And nothing's changing. And then you can go, actually, this is me four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten a year ago. And this is me now. Like you have a visual representation of the difference. So the scale width might stay the same. And I have had clients that I've trained for two years. And their weight has consistently been the same. Now, that is frustrating both on my perspective and their perspective because I'm like, no, honestly, you're changing. But measurements were entirely different and photos were entirely different. So that's why you need to have more than one marker in terms of managing progress because one will lie and one will not move. And I'll actually will shut it, look on this one. There's a funny sort of narrative in his check-in sheets that one week his weight will move and his measurements would, and then the next week, his measurements will move and his weight won't. And that seems to be the way it goes. But obviously everybody's body's different. Um, but yeah, that's the importance of having more than one marker of progress. 
Yep. And uh, those those markers of progress kind of paint the whole picture of everything, right? The scale is just one input device of data. And in security, we're all about data analytics and data modeling and everything else. You know, the more data you have about yourself, the cooler I get to geek out on things and be like, oh, cool, if you adjust this or do this differently, it would be something different. So it's kind of neat how it all kind of plays together. But I mean, circling back, and I know we're running out of time here, you know, you can do this um, just by doing a small couple of small things differently. These small habits equate to large lifestyle changes down the road. And that comes down to one, believing yourself that you can do it. Two, put yourself into a framework that allows you to be successful. Not this fad diet stuff. There's no fat burning pill that's going to make you lose 20 pounds. It is on you. Okay. Um, start counting calories. Don't even change anything. Just start to understand what you're eating per day calculate your total daily energy expenditure and start to make some small adjustments. Small adjustments is key. Do not do anything drastic. Just make some small adjustments on what you're eating so that you can stay under that count of calories. Stay, see how that's going. Maybe start to get some steps in, you know, uh, start to get a little bit more movement going and then start to incorporate some resistance training. Uh, we didn't talk about resistance training much. We have a whole podcast that was dedicated to the weightlifting 101 slash building your own program 101 we have multiple podcasts dedicated to those. I recommend going back and checking those out. So if you want to get into resistance training, you just start off with two or three times a week, you know, dedicate 45 minutes to an hour just doing a lift and see how you, how you respond to that. I'd recommend if you're just starting off, do full body workouts. You know, if you just do it twice a week, that's a hell of a lot better than what you're doing before. Um, twice a week, you know, start off with that and see how you feel. Eventually, if you start adding another one and maybe another one or maybe another one, maybe another one, and you're doing 16 workouts a week, just kidding. You need time for recovery, but and you've quit your job and you're not a personal trainer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, if I wasn't so successful in, in security, I would definitely go to the personal training side because I enjoy S it. So side much. hustle, you should be the yeah, session specialist in HQ. Yeah, I think I might four just hours blocked out. Change <laughs> huh. your job to your job title in the. Well, literally, I got a gym downstairs <laughs> in the office. I could just like yeah. start doing personal training down there, but uh, uh, no. But I mean, in all seriousness, um, you know, just you know, twice a week resistance resistance training. Honestly, it's probably going to be one of the best things you do. I know everybody talks about cardio and cardio will create a caloric deficit for you. But at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is balance muscle building and shedding that weight so that you look decent when you get done. Now, have you ever heard the term skinny fat? That's when you shed the weight, but you still with the shirt off, you know, you, you look, you know, still. I, was, I was the definition of skinny fat. Like I should yeah. pop up anybody watching YouTube, pop up the photo of me skinny fat here right now. And that's what happened to me too. When we shaved off all the weight, you know, I was focused skinny on weight. Dave. I was skinny fat Dave and, uh, you know, very different, uh, uh, story. Now I was actually, uh, uh, I was going into, uh, my son does, uh, uh, resistance training. And one of the kids there was like, you know, who's that? And my, my son was like, that's my dad. He's like, damn, your dad's huge. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, like, yep. This is exactly what we do. Right. That's right. I'm, 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 the, I'm the oh, big yeah. muscular dad. I'm good with that. So no one mess with my son and my daughter, especially my daughter. Um, but, uh, you know, those, 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 those small changes again can start to make big impacts in there. The resistance training, you know, you don't need to go in there and do super heavy weights, get in there, do full body, get form down, understand the movements that you're doing, start off really basic. And then again, start to build those habits, you know, twice a week is phenomenal for your body from a resistance training perspective. Um, and any more on that is just icing on the cake. So, you know, those, those small things again, create large habits uh, in your life and will allow you to be successful with what you do. But again, remember at the end of the day, Calories in versus calories out. If you're eating too many calories, you're going to gain weight. If you're eating too few calories, you're going to lose weight. What do you want to do? Well, make decisions based off of that, right? Yeah, agree. And 
obviously the idea of the podcast is to give you the tools and sort of set you on your way with everything that you need to do. Like that's what we're here for. But if anybody has number one, any questions, obviously feel free to reach out to us. But number two, wants to have a conversation about building out a more structured plan or working together on a one basis, just send me a message and be like, look, I need more help with this. What you're doing is great, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and I need more help because I realize, yes, okay, we can break it down in the simplest form, but it's so it can be so far away in some people's minds um, that they just don't know where to start. And obviously that's ultimately what you know what I'm here to do to sort of help. Um, so yeah, if anybody needs any help with anything, I'm sure you'll be able to find me. There's links everywhere. Well, the, the, the last thing we should hit on too is, you know, community, um, which is surround yourself. And you kind of mentioned this before, Ben, if, if people around you are always negative, you know, human beings are designed to be in their own tribes of people that want their own success. So you align yourself with folks that are in the same tribe as you. It doesn't mean we can't have multiple tribes of different things, but align yourself with a community that is will, willing to support you and, you know, take a look at our discord server. It's we hack health. Use the WeHack Health hashtag on Twitter to show kind of your your enthusiasm and your successes and your struggles. We're all a very positive community that you know is is non judgmental. We want you to be successful. If you have questions, just ask them. We're always happy to answer them. The Discord server is is always booming with people asking questions and different things. And notice we didn't say supplements in anything in this podcast because supplements are going to do nothing for you, especially at this stage. And uh, they honestly are, are nominal things. Um, you know, down the road. So, you know, you know, when you start getting into blood work and, you know, where you might be deficient in certain vitamins and minerals, then it might make sense for some supplementation. But at the end of the day, none of those are necessary. You don't need a supplement. You don't need, you know, to do anything else. Um, protein shakes to get your protein goals may be something that's desirable. But at the end of the day, it's coming down to you showing up, those patterns of behavior, surrounding yourself with a positive community and being repetitive with it. Repet repetition is literally the success to everybody that has ever done this before. It's just doing the same thing over and over again um, and, and getting better results from yourself as you go through it. So you will be successful with this. Stick with it. You can do it. Anybody can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of applying yourself and getting your mindset right. And then all the else starts to fall in line with that. Yeah. And it, it sort of touch back to the nothing changes, nothing changes. Every decision that you've ever made in your entire life has led you to this point, positive or negative, no matter how you feel about yourself. The best thing about that is 99% of those decisions you have made yourself and you have got yourself into that position, but you're also in control of getting yourself out of that, that position. And it just comes down to those decisions and the things that you decide to or not to do. That's it. That was a good podcast. So I know it's a lot of information for everybody to take in, but just remember these fundamentals build big things. Total daily energy expenditure, figure out where you're at, start to shave those off. Again, a lot of small tips that you can do to, to be successful, but Again, you know, we have a lot of podcast. If you haven't listened, this is the first time listening to us. We have a lot of podcasts. For the past yeah, 60, yeah, where you at, by weeks. the way? What the hell? Uh, but second, you know, we have a lot of podcasts that go into uh, a lot of detail on all of these various topics. So check out, you know, the different podcasts and what we cover and, you know, take a look at the description and the highlights and a lot of other good stuff and home in on the areas that you need to understand more. Because at the end of the day, the more understanding you have, the more success you're going to have with all this. Um, and again, share it with your, your friends, share you know, uh, the podcast with people you think would benefit from it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, join our, join our tribe and, uh, you know, share your successes with, with us and your, your, you know, even if you regress or you have issues or struggles, that's, that's what we're here for. Let's hack your health together. Let's hack your health together. I like it. See you next week. See you next week. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.